You're listening to InsuranceRadio.com. We sit down for personal conversations with the top insurance and financial advisors, executives, and regulators. Listen in to learn more about their ideas and personal stories at InsuranceRadio.com. In 2011, John Doak became the 12th Insurance Commissioner of Oklahoma. He was sworn into office for a second term in 2015. Doak graduated from the University of Oklahoma with a Bachelor of Arts in Political Science. Shortly after graduation, Doak opened a successful insurance business in Tulsa. As his career thrived, Doak worked in numerous roles within the insurance industry. He served as an executive for several risk and insurance service companies, including Marsh, Aon, HNI, and Ascension. Under Commissioner Doak's leadership, each year the Oklahoma Department has operated under budget. In the last four years, the department has returned a total of $22.5 million in unspent funds for the state treasury and has generated more than $1 billion in revenue for the state of Oklahoma. As an active member of the National Association of Insurance Commissioners, Doak is the vice chair of the Property and Casualty Insurance Committee, the chair of the American Indian and Alaska Native Liaison Committee, and a member of the International Insurance Relations Committee. Doak also shapes important national insurance policy issues as a member of the Government Relations Leadership Council. Doak is committed to protecting all Oklahomans by his pledge to visit all 77 counties annually. During his visits, which he's done each year since taking office, he promotes public awareness of important insurance issues through education and community outreach. Doak and his wife Debbie live in Tulsa with their children, Zach and Casey. They are members of the South Tulsa Baptist Church. Welcome to our program, Commissioner Doak from Oklahoma. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Say, uh, you were elected to the Commissioner of Insurance position in Oklahoma when? When did that happen? Uh, my first time I was elected was in 2010 uh, and re-elected here just in 2014. And the end of my term is uh, in 2018 in Oklahoma. Uh, you can only hold statewide office uh, two consecutive terms. I think we're one of the few states that have term limits for statewide offices. Really, really. Now, had you spent some time uh, in the legislature, or did you have legislative background? I did not. I was uh, I was a graduate of the University of Oklahoma with a political science degree, and my wife would tell you that she knew someday I was going to run for office, and it was just a, a kind of a, a good time for me uh, in 2010 uh, to be able to run for office in the reddest state in the country, Oklahoma, uh, and uh, we were very successful. So it was my first foray into politics, and folks uh, told me, you won't be successful, but... Um, we were able to meet an awful lot of Oklahomans and shake some hands, yeah. and uh, I think my message resonated well with the with the people of Oklahoma. Yeah. Now, what was your background? What did you do before you got in elective office? Sure. My background has been over 20-plus years of uh, in the insurance business. Uh, I grew up in Oklahoma. My father was a stockbroker in the oil business. He passed away in 1987, uh, and one of the things he had uh, get, told me at a young age, he said, uh, those guys in the insurance uh, side of things, property casualty, you guys uh, do pretty well. Um, and uh, so I took a look at that, started my career with uh, farmer's insurance, uh, went through, uh, had a very successful agency, uh, went through their training program, developed an agency from scratch, which a lot of folks listening to this podcast can probably understand what that's like when you're uh, have to, you know, s- just starting out your career. Uh, and then I just moved through the ranks of the insurance business, had a, had a very uh, nice uh, uh, career opportunity with Marsh McLennan. Um, worked there for, uh, for a few years, had an opportunity to work for Aon Risk Services, 
Uh, really enjoyed that opportunity as a managing director and had an opportunity to move from that side to uh, buying agencies uh, with a, a friend of mine um, and learned a great deal about uh, walking in the doors of America's greatest agencies from coast to coast, talking to uh, some of these uh, executives about how they built their business. Uh, and really, that gave me a, a wonderful feel for uh, for the insurance business, which is something I've always enjoyed uh, in in my career. Yeah, you know, uh, ins- often people don't think about their insurance commissioner very much until they have something uh, calamitous or really bad happen in terms of weather or an accident. Uh, you know, if you had a minute to communicate with the community consumers in Oklahoma, what would that you want them to know about the Department of Insurance? Well, consumers in the state of Oklahoma need to know that we are here, we're available. It is our goal to take care of them at a time of crisis. And whenever they might have any question related to any insurance policy in the state of Oklahoma or be educated, we do a lot of educational programs. But uh, we want them to know that we're available uh, and that we can assist them. There is no question that is off limits. Uh, We uh, pride ourselves in handling a lot of senior issues. Uh, with uh, that age band that really needs to know what their policies are and also communicating uh, new and emerging issues to some of the younger Oklahomans about being prepared for certain types of risk. But I would like for them to know that uh, in the state of Oklahoma, we have uh, two offices, one in Tulsa and Oklahoma City, uh, to take care of both parts of the state. I visit every county of Oklahoma every year I've been in office, uh, and we are um, really very, very uh, proud of that response because we've got field reps uh, that coordinate, uh, that have the state broken up into three different areas, and we're very connected to the rural parts of Oklahoma. And not everything happens in, in Tulsa and Oklahoma County. Um, but uh, we know that the folks in the panhandle or southeastern Oklahoma or northeastern Oklahoma, their needs are just as important uh, as someone in one of the metro areas. You're in Tornado Alley down there. Uh, you know, what's the Department of Insurance's role or involvement when a natural disaster like that comes through and affects and impacts the community? Well, we have really uh, revamped uh, the whole uh, coordinated response from the Oklahoma Insurance Department during the time of a disaster. We feel that we respond um, right after the first responders of any disaster there. Uh, we've partnered with, it was an idea that uh, I had with some folks in the industry. This next year in 2016 will be our fifth uh, National Tornado Summit. Uh, we started that with an idea in Oklahoma City to bring the best and the brightest folks together. Uh, we've got a claims track, a producer track, an industry track uh, for them to be able to understand how can we learn from these catastrophic events that happen around uh, the United States, in particular uh, tornadoes, which is what this is kind of faced around, tornadoes, wind, hail. Um, how can we best respond to those consumers after they've bought these products get them back whole or make that claims process as efficient as possible and help them understand all the different components of what goes into that from working with local law enforcement to working with your local communities to debris removal to new building codes to the things, all the things that go into that mix, um, even working with some of our good folks across the United States on, on weather issues. Um, we partner with the University of Oklahoma National Weather Service Severe Weather Center uh, and have some outstanding speakers. Um, we've got Robert Hartwig has come in. We've got 
got nationally renowned and international speakers that come in from Lloyd's that are really leaders in the industry, reinsurers that talk about how they're pricing and how they're looking at the Midwest part of the United States, which is maybe different than the way they look at uh, coastal exposures from uh, Florida to the Upper East Coast or even West Coast exposures. So that's been something, and we now average over a 1,000 people a year uh, for a day-and-a-half conference, and I would uh, invite folks to go to the National Tornado uh, Summit uh, website. There's an app. Um, again, it's driven by industry, uh, which is something if uh, you're listening to this and think that you have a, uh, a proposal for a speech or a program, we'd be very interested to hear about that. If it can, if, if it can help a producer or help uh, some a professional on the claim side, um, or, you know, we're very, very interested in that. And it's been just a great success over the last few years. Yeah. You know, we've uh, read in the paper occasionally about earthquakes happening with uh, fracking, I guess, is what they're suggesting maybe is causing that. Have you had any uh, coverage issues in Oklahoma or the changes the way people need to be looking at their policy? Sure. We just hosted here at the NAIC in Chicago where we're doing this interview is that uh, we just hosted uh, uh, a meeting, a, a CIPR event on uh, a four-hour meeting on all things earthquake. Uh, and we had folks come in from around the country and some really great industry experts uh, from the seismic uh, field uh, and folks that really know the science. And it was great to be able to listen to them to see the maps and the studies that have been done relative to uh, and folks in the insurance field that are in the oil and gas sector are going to be very, very interested in this segment because uh, you really need to know the difference between fracking and injection wells and the difference there. Uh, and sometimes it's the rate of uh, the velocity of water that's going back into the formations um, that could be causing the issue. And there's some very, very good studies. It's moving r- rapidly. Uh, I give a lot of credit to the oil and gas industry, a lot of credit to the insurance industry relative to modeling uh, uh, these earthquakes activity and seismic activity. Um, I've got an app, and while we were doing our presentation, we had there was three earthquakes, a couple in the U.S. territories and one in Oklahoma uh, while I was speaking. Uh, so they happen on a pre- pretty frequent basis. But the main thing is we want uh, the insurance community to be educated. We went, uh, We worked with Governor Fallon in Oklahoma, who is a wonderful governor and a friend, uh, on a relatively a business issue where uh, by emergency order where our uh, we've set up a new uh, system where agents out of their 24 hours of continuing education that they need to get every two years, one hour of that needs to be on earthquake uh, study and understanding policies because in the state of Oklahoma, no one ever thought that they were going to have to learn about earthquakes. And now we're leading the nation in earthquake frequency. Uh, and we want to make sure that the front line of defense for Oklahomans, since we have such a great independent agent and captive agent network, that these folks are professional, they understand their policies, and then they can communicate that effectively, whether it be a commercial policy or uh, a residential policy uh, to the consumers. So they understand those deductibles. Is it, you know, and understand the policy language as it's evolving by filings in our state and across the country. Is there a man-made exclusion or has that been taken out? So that's very, very important that consumers understand what they're buying so it will pay for the, you know, pay the claim at the end of the day. So uh, uh, we've done a lot of public education around that issue, um, helping educate consumers on what is a moratorium. Why do different companies have moratoriums that last 
Uh, one may last two weeks, one may last 30 days. And how can a catastrophic loss impact the financial solvency of a company, uh, which is, again, earthquake coverage is catastrophic loss. Uh, but again, um, we know that there's been some recent articles uh, uh, from the, the New Yorker magazine to several articles around the country writing about uh, the really the, the high risk potential for a major earthquake in the United States. We see this uh, around the world, uh, but until it impacts you, um, sometimes you're not prepared. And what we're asking um, agents and producers and company folks and claims folks to do is is be prepared. Um, understand what this means to folks uh, because it uh, it very well could happen at any point in time. Yeah. You know, to shift gears a little bit to not to uh, natural disasters but mad, man-made conflicts, uh, tell me about fraud. I mean, uh, uh, occasionally I'm guessing there are people, uh, could be agents, could be consumers that don't tell the truth or, or maybe do something they shouldn't do. Right. Uh, we've got a very, very active fraud unit in the state of Oklahoma, and uh, we get in leads from uh, really agents uh, are where you get a lot of great leads. They, they maybe have seen a seminar in a, a certain part of Oklahoma, and they say, this really is not, uh, um, it's too good to be true. It probably is, or you should probably check this out. It's not an agent you know, calling about another agent, it's uh, really sometimes some factual issues that you need to understand. We uh, investigate those, follow up on each of those individually, um, and then make a report back. But we've seen uh, we've seen it all, and and uh, sometimes bad economic times, as uh, some folks might think that we're coming through. Um, good reputable people do things they shouldn't be doing, and we're there to protect the consumers. And uh, we see that a lot on senior issues. Uh, we just the other day there was a uh, we went to bat uh, the, there was a, a complaint made against a uh, an individual um, that had actually assaulted a claims uh, person out settling a, a claim and so we see this from all different sides of 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 the activity so we've sent a pretty strong meeting uh, message to fraud related folks we do f- senior fraud conferences every year in Oklahoma. We just finished up five. We have one more left in Claremore, Oklahoma, the home of Will Rogers, uh, uh, and we're targeting uh, talking with seniors, and we've got partnered with uh, all different types of uh, of law enforcement. The Oklahoma Security and Banking Exchange has been very, very interested and helpful with us. The Oklahoma Attorney General, Scott Pruitt, has done a wonderful job always sending uh, professionals there to from his public protection unit because I view us as a team in Oklahoma, and we want to have – the right resources to be able to meet the needs of Oklahomans, young and old. Uh, so that's something that we've been very proud of. Yeah. Now, I know you need to get back to the conferences that you're here to attend at the uh, conference, uh, the NAIC uh, Summer Conference in Chicago. But, but before I let you go, I want to ask you a couple of personal questions. Now, you already told me that you were an OU graduate. Uh, so any uh, predictions on what the football season is going to entail? You? Well, if you're a Sooner, we always predict that we're going to have a great season. That's part of uh, our nature is that we believe that uh, we've got a great team uh, and that's built on great traditions and great principles. And uh, as Oklahoma has a lot of great teams, as I just dropped my daughter off at uh, Oklahoma State University, uh, we have the folks in Stillwater have a great program and uh, the University of Tulsa. So Oklahoma is known for a lot of great football teams. Uh, I did graduate from the University of Oklahoma, so I'm a little biased, but uh, my dad went to Oklahoma State. 
but it's been, uh, you know, as, as being insurance commissioner and being around the state of Oklahoma, it's really been um, just a, a complete joy to be able to interact with Oklahomans and help them with their needs, whether it's through a catastrophic F5 tornado or it's a flooding issue. Uh, we've seen a lot of uh, interesting perils, but uh, we've helped a lot of folks on the health insurance side, too. Yeah. Well, when you were in college, did you uh, by chance have any job to help you put yourself through college where you you thought uh, that help, it was uh, really unpleasant and you thought, well, this is really going to motivate me to stay a little bit harder? Well, I had a lot of interesting jobs through through college and uh, worked on a few golf courses uh, that was a lot of hard work during the summer. I worked in the oil and gas industry. Um, out on some leases during the summer, uh, which my father was uh, a believer in. You need to uh, hard work pays off, uh, but it's uh, that you know those college days were something that uh, I was very fortunate to be able to attend college, um, and it's uh, something that uh, I think is meaningful to the folks that are out there that are listening. Is that you can come from any background or profession, and the insurance field is really wide open to you. Because uh, with my career uh, over the last 20 years, to use my college degree in political science and be able to walk in a door at a at a hospital, help them with their risk management program, sit across the dinner table, help a family with their insurance needs, or walk into a boardroom and make a presentation is something that uh, I've felt very, very uh, prepared for. Um, and that's that's what the insurance industry affords you the ability to do if you if you like a particular segment. Um, I worked a great deal in transportation and trucking end of things with a few large brokers and uh, to be able to meet the needs and understand different complex risk management principles and how the fabric of our insurance community fits together from our partners around the world, which is why I'm on the G committee of international here. And I'm, um, I'm the co-chair of, uh, the, of the C committee working with our chair, Commissioner Cheney from Mississippi on casualty. It's something that, uh, is, I've been very, very proud of with my career. And it's, uh, the insurance industry is looking for good young folks out there that, uh, I think it could be a great career. So where did you, uh, grow up? I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm the, I'm the youngest of five. Uh, my my mother is uh, asked me all the time, "What am I doing for seniors?" So she's in her 80s, and that's why we have uh, uh, and I have uh, we my wife and I have become a caregiver for my mother-in-law who now lives with us. So these senior issues are something that a lot of folks across the United States are going to have to deal with. Um, and uh, until you've kind of walked in those shoes with uh, a senior um, and the things that they get in the mail, um, that's hit home pretty. Close closely to me to make sure that we're doing the very best job we can for those that have taken care of us. So what uh, maybe is some advice that your mother gave to you early on that you find even today as an adult that they still apply and you say, you know, she had it. Yeah, you got to have a you got to have a strong work ethic. And in the insurance business, you know, uh, getting that first no, just uh, you're getting closer to your next yes. So you can't be uh, uh, you have to have a lot of mental toughness as a few of my friends that might be listening to this is it's much like sports. Uh, I love sports and those analogies. But uh, insurance is something that you really need to understand your policies uh, in those terms and conditions and understand how they'll benefit, whether it's an individual or a large corporation, and be able to articulate those is what will really set you apart as an insurance professional. And then going on to get uh, – I'm a, I'm a very uh, – I'm a proponent of the continuing education, uh, which uh, there are many different designations out there. But uh, those folks that are seeking those – um, I think are going to really benefit them long term in their career. So, uh, you know, working hard um, and uh, having a, system, uh, a sense of persistence uh, in the insurance business, I think, is what 
is a common theme I've seen as I've uh, looked at buying agencies and I've talked to successful people. And being here in Chicago, there's some great companies that uh, were built upon those principles. Um, so we, I would, uh, you know, uh, if there's anybody out there that would like to follow up on any of those conversations, uh, we've done a lot of speaking around the country on different topics, but come to Oklahoma. Um, we, we hope that, uh, they would come visit sometime Tulsa, Oklahoma city. Uh, the people in our state are very welcoming and uh, I think they would find, uh, it's not just a flyover state. There's a lot of good things happening in, uh, in Oklahoma city. Commissioner Doak, thank you. It's been a pleasure to have you on the program today. Thank you for having me. Oh, hi. You're still listening. Well, here at Insurance Radio, we love having personal conversations with the most successful executives and regulators in the financial industry. If you know an individual who you think would be a great guest for our program, you can find our email and phone number at our website, insuranceradio.com.